0: Hello and welcome to episode 125 of TLDR podcast and a very, very merry and happy American Thanksgiving to you all. Notice how I say American Thanksgiving because on this podcast we have to differentiate because our hockey guy says so. Because apparently the pilgrims also landed in Canada. I don't know, something like that. But there's an American Thanksgiving and a Canadian Thanksgiving and there's pilgrims in both both spots. Fun fact.
1: Well, I mean, probably, I don't know. Right. probably they just they Lentedly.
0: just celebrated a month earlier than we do that's all that's all we know oh so canadian thanksgiving was a month ago so happy belated canadian thanksgiving to like the four people in canada who listened to us and trade's dad trade <laughs> how you doing bro <laughs> me
1: i'm good you know just pissed off um one day with that in-season cup which really is is a pain in the ass Um, but we did go to see the chargers play the chiefs live and that was, and what a hell of a game we saw. Um, I am sure a couple I know Tyler, I know you were playing hockey, but I know Alex, I assume you were watching the game. Um, maybe not, (laughs) maybe not. Um, but what a Sunday night football game. Um, and to be that live, I mean, what, what a game,
0: James, I I know you enjoyed it. Oh my God. I loved it. I almost lost my voice for a, a team or teams. I didn't care about at all. (laughs) <laughs> like i didn't i was cheering for both sides guys i was getting up every you single were, time you were i ended up being a chargers fan at the end there because the guy was like celebrating with me so i was also a chargers fan good times free seats club level amazing and friends and beer and food it was a great it was it awesome <laughs> it, was, it was awesome <laughs> we uh we have a new soccer guy on the podcast today let me introduce to you tyler king <laughs> yo what up uh
2: yeah, we're I mean it's FIFA time. We, we got we got to talk about soccer and FIFA. First time we've had the FIFA World Cup since we started this podcast. Uh so we we got to talk about it. Uh we're not going to go deep into it. I'm not going to pretend like I know a lot about soccer. Absolutely don't, but I'm definitely a fan <laughs> of it. Uh so we're gonna, we're going to get to my in a bit later. You'll see kind of the more the vibe that we're going for. Uh more 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 from a fan perspective more than we actually know what we're talking about because let's be honest, none of us know more than like three things about
1: soccer Tyler or James Lynn James but yeah, that's like my
0: he has like it's college a soccer, soccer team he's on fire college soccer it's still soccer also, <laughs> is it also is it football or soccer like that commercial is hilarious I love that last but not least Alex how you doing big guy
3: I'm good I'm on uh zookeeper watch for the week uh since everyone on a- seems to have gone out of town so other dogs and two cats uh so it's been a it's been fun uh Gus figured out that I cheated on him today when I got home and he just sniffed my pants for like 20 minutes because uh I definitely didn't wrestle with these other dogs at my buddy Jake's house
0: Uh, but I am
3: doing fantastic I'm ready for tomorrow to be over and have four days off oh yeah uh me too but that's not gonna happen for me we're gonna go right
0: into it Alex is going to take it away with his basketball segment. Alex, it's you, man.
3: Yeah. So as always, uh, we'll do a little update on the fantasies. Tyler has kind of turned his season around a little bit, but uh, he beat me this week to go to two and three. I'm three and two James one and four with another L and Traden <laughs> also two and three who lost to his wife. Yep. That's even more embarrassing. What an idiot. Um, yeah, we're going to move on. Um, the other team that plays in L.A., even though they've been a better team for the last 15 years, they're still going to be the other team that always will be. The Los Angeles Clippers, shout out, Eric. Uh, they have kind of also turned their season around a little bit. They started off really slowly. Their offense was really struggling. Uh, Kawhi was in and out. Obviously, he missed um, all of last year with a knee injury. So he has returned, kind of. We're not really sure what to expect. So that's what I'm asking the boys. James we'll we'll just throw it right back to you with Kawhi back you know even pre this knee injury pretty much his entire clipper career Toronto going back to San Antonio load management i feel like kind of became a phrase with Kawhi Leonard like that was kind of the first person we like really heard about it so like what are some realistic realistic expectations for Kawhi with his you know kind of semi return
0: that's a pretty loaded question to ask because it's like, are you having expectations based off playing time or production during the playing time? Either way, it's not looking good for Kawhi. Uh, he he played like three games in the beginning of the season off the bench, then took like three weeks off and has been back as of late. And he hasn't been overly effective at all. I mean, he puts up like 10 to 15 points when he plays. Isn't the defensive monster that it used to be. He's coming off the bench. He's He's pretty much there to take pressure off PG, right? To give PG that extra little 10 points, 10, 15 points, but he's not dominant anymore. He's not a game changer anymore. He's not the guy that's going to demand the ball and be in there in the last two minutes of the game on a close game because his knee might flare up. And that's something you're getting with Kawhi right now. And I have no idea how it's going to last. Apparently he's coming out and saying that he wants to be out there more, but the team docs and the medical staffs are saying no. But like, it's, why would you pay this guy so much money for him to play 40 games out of a season that, that ain't good.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, obviously like that needs been a problem for a while now, but, uh, Tyler kind of flipping it over to you, like on the Clippers side, you know, I'm not pretending that you would know what to do, but like, if you were Clippers upper brass, like what, what do you do with quiet? Like what are your, cause like, if he's a hundred percent healthy and PG's healthy, this team should be competitive. They're kind of in a middle ground right now. I mean, you obviously missed him all last year. So what are your, what are your thoughts on, on that? And what, what would you do with Kawhi Leonard? What, uh, off
2: top of my head, do you you happen to know like what his contract looks like at the moment? Like how many years he has left or whatever it is? Uh, I, don't get back to you on that. All right. Someone Google that real quick. Uh, (laughs) but obviously, yeah, it's a tough one because he, he is so good when he's healthy, but, you know, I think the, the older, older players get sometimes health. It's just, it's, it's one of those things you can't always count on. Um And basketball, it's, that's such a tough decision. Um, And you're got, you got both guys, you know, both Paul George and Kawhi, their top two guys, especially lately have uh, had a lot of injury concerns. And I think if you're dealing with um um players that have so much injury history and that they're top two players, you might want to consider just moving on from it. Um, Especially if it's not, you know, like I said, they're, they're, they're getting older there's no guarantee that they can be healthy. Maybe trying to go with it with, with a younger younger uh, group of guys as your core might be the better option, but that's so hard to walk away from those two because when healthy, as you said, they can be so, so good. Um, so I don't know, Alex, if you, if you found out the contract deets, but what we got.
3: Yeah, they're not going to be able to trade him. Uh, he's still <laughs> got another two years, uh, roughly 40. This year he's making 42.4 mil next year 45 the following year 48 all guaranteed and it's like a third of the clippers uh like salary cap so yeah quiet yeah, is not going anywhere that's rough well that yeah obviously <laughs> you couldn't trade russell hasbrook yeah <laughs> it um, pretty
2: close. i mean you just you, you just gotta hope for the best i think with injuries you know like obviously he's he's got a great team there you, you just gotta hope that you know his his body can hold up and you you we worked for it, but in terms of my expectations, like I think Kawhi Leonard still, still has something left in the tank. If he can stay healthy and he kind of gets his legs back under him, back under him. I think he can definitely lead this Clippers teams to uh, some great things. But like I said, I think the injuries for me with this whole Clippers team, that's my biggest concern with them moving forward. You know, if they stay healthy, I think, I think they're a top four team in the West. If they can't, they're not, they're just not going to do a whole lot. And that, that's just how it goes.
3: Yeah. trading kind of your same thoughts on uh, on Kawhi and just you know what what can they get out of him? Yeah, um, well he's uh, he's out today,
1: tomorrow I mean he's already ruled out for tomorrow. So uh, congratulations uh, that <laughs> for, for me to where it's we're used to seeing. No, but if you if you saw what his um, you know coach has been saying and what and and how he's played when he is in 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 the game, he's contributing in ways where you know, he, he's contributing any way he can to win a game. Um, His, his defensive game is, is on point. Um, He's the best. He is statistically the best defensive player on the team. When he's on the, he's on the court, he has by far the strongest plus minus on, in his, on his team. Um, he, he limited, he was the only one that did not turn the ball over um, in, in his, in one of his most recent games. Uh, he, you know, and, and he, you know, he's, he's finding ways to distribute the ball. No, he's not going to be the guy that we expect and maybe it's going to take time for him to kind of get into that and ease into that but you know if if he's willing to come onto the court and 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 commit to you know a different type of style a different type of game to ease himself back in and find find ways to contribute and win games I think that that's I think that that's a start Um, we want we we shouldn't expect to see him at his tip-top shape anytime soon but you know, get him, get him his reps, let him continue to kind of feel it out. And he's finding ways to contribute in, in, in other ways. And I think that that's uh, the sign of a leader in my opinion.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, again, like it's been five plus years of Kawhi going kind of in and out of games. I think that initial injury he had in San Antonio where he missed a portion of the season was like a quad injury. And then that was a big, that was potentially why they kind of traded him away um, to Toronto uh, obviously that worked out great for the Raptors, but yeah, I, the Clippers, like we just talked about their contract situation, like they're not really going to be able to trade him unless you can get some other, you know, you'd have to do a swap for some other big contract. I don't really know who that could possibly be at this moment. Um, but yeah, you know, hopefully for Clippers fans, you know, maybe they just kind of tread water and Kwai plays one. every two weeks during the regular season. And then who knows coming postseason? but yeah, without him, unfortunately, like they don't really have a shot. Maybe they're just, it's just going to be two plus years of Kawhi less Clipper nation. I don't, I don't know. Luckily Steve's getting a new stadium. So that's great. Um, Moving on to another guy who's been pretty polarizing Ben Simmons returns to Philly tonight. The game's actually almost over. They got like three minutes left. Uh, His current stat line, 11 points, 11 assists, seven rebounds, that's kind of like a Ben Simmons stat line that we saw in the past. Um, he already missed two free throws in one shot. And he made two free throws in another one. Philly fans have seemed to be, you know, kind of chill about it. Um, but Ty Ty, going to you, Ben Simmons, just, you know, what do you, I mean, I don't even know what to say, just like your thoughts on him returning to Philly. Um, and I guess, are you surprised Philly fans have been like, generally like kind of accepting of his return? I think Philly got, you know, last time that um, Ben
2: Simmons was there and then it, with as a member of the Nets, he wasn't playing, but he he did arrive to the building. And I think, you know, I think they got most of that energy out, even though he wasn't on the floor. Um, so I think they they kind of already got but you know, maybe a little bit surprised. I think Philly you know, is one of those places that are not shy to show their feelings as a collective group of, of fans and I think they don't and they, and they contend to hold grudges for many years and they don't forget things um so I'm a little surprised that the reaction wasn't maybe as big as we expected for especially for him playing in the other team's uniform um for the first time since he got traded obviously the circumstances under which under which he left were not great so you can understand Philly fans being upset about it or you know kind of having some negative feelings towards Ben Simmons but I also think maybe just enough time has passed and they I think they realize, you know, how much Ben Simmons really hasn't been much of a factor anyway, uh, with, with, with the net so far. So maybe they don't, they don't feel as bad about him leaving versus I think maybe if Ben Simmons just took off in Brooklyn, maybe he would have gotten a more negative reaction because, you know, it's like, Oh great. You know, you kind of suck the whole time you're in Philly and then also you go to Brooklyn and all of a sudden you're a star, which, you know, who knows, maybe Ben Simmons is on the rise and if they come back to Philly next year, that reaction might be different, but, uh, Yeah. I mean, certainly, uh, it's something that we were very interested in and and continue to be. I think Ben Simmons is one of the more fascinating stories in the NBA in terms of his journey, the last couple of years. So, um, seems to be doing a little bit better of late, but you know, just a very fascinating story as there's many fascinating stories on the Brooklyn Nets team, as we've talked about in the previous podcast.
3: Yeah. The Nets are still drama filled. Um, it, I mean, it might, it probably helps that Philly's most likely going to win this game. Um, And that's without their best player on the court. And they're still going to win with KD and um, Kyrie playing. So, yeah, trading your your kind of thoughts on Ben Simmons' return. Um, I know I try not to talk about the Nets that often because they really annoy me. But uh, this was kind of a big storyline in the NBA. Did did we not see him get introduced today? Clearly not. Because they booed
1: the shit out of him and said, Enchanted, fuck Ben Simmons. The whole time he was being introduced. Well, I saw
3: that he like went up into the stands and was like taking pictures with fans. I mean, so yeah, of, in uh, that uh, case.
1: But when inside. he was being in, being introduced on the court, they were so loud chanting "fuck Ben Simmons" throughout the entire time that the entire Nets fan, uh, uh, starting lineup was being announced. Uh, yeah, so um, there's no loss, no uh, love loss in Philly. Uh, this guy sucks. This guy's so bad. Um, and, and frankly, cause he went two for two from the free throw line and then, you know, kind of like gave a big shrug to the, f- to the fan base and then turned around on his next foul and missed two in a row. Classic Ben Simmons. He's trash. Um, the nets are trash. So he, I guess he's the epitome of that entire franchise. Um, I guess that's where you go to die. Um, so quite frankly, you know, I, I, I love Philly fan bases because Philly fan bases, except for tyler who's also a rams fan because i don't know where the fuck he is um just loves to hate on players and and it's not a it's not you don't you never get a friendly welcome if you've ever been in the wrong side of a of a of a storyline and in the case of ben simmons where he was absolute ass in the playoffs um you know philly loves their fan loves their sports and they hate they hate their enemies and they let you know, we've seen it in, uh, we've seen it with the Flyers. We've seen it, I'm sure we've seen it with Eagles are insane. Uh, the Sixers, uh, all, you know, all of those, uh, all those fan bases are just, you know, crazy. And um, this is, this is classic Philly fans. And I think it's better for the game. The more that the fans are getting engaged and the more that the fans are just, you know, ripping on, whipping on players and getting involved in the game. I think that that's just huge. And to be, and to his, um, to his credit, I think that he expected it and he was kind of ready for it. Um, you know, you, you and he's, he's just trying to play basketball and I, and I respect him for that. I still think he's, he's terrible, but I respect him, you know, getting in there and, and playing, playing a game. He did get double digit points, which I was surprised, honestly.
3: Uh, James, it's kind of same question. Just thoughts on Ben Simmons, I guess return like playing return to Philly's. Since yeah, he did come back, but he didn't play last time.
0: Uh, to be honest, like other than the introductions, I think that the Philly fans took it easy on Ben Simmons. Like I expected, the Philly fans to absolutely make him hate his life and make him never want to play ever again. I mean, the introduction, yeah, that makes sense. But if you really hate a player, the free throws are intense, man. Like it's it's all quiet or it's all loud, and you're shooting a free throw if somebody you hate. It's going crazy. You can't concentrate. It really throws off their ability to make that shot, right? I expected the Philly fans to just boo Ben Simmons every single time he touched the ball, which they did not do. So that's weird. I really expected him to absolutely have the worst game of his career and make him want to be out for another year because he didn't want to show his face because of how bad he did. But the complete opposite has happened. This dude has a double-double, almost a triple-double. And contrary to what Trayden thinks, I don't think this guy's going to be I think he's a great role player. He's not a star by any means, but a role player. Absolutely. Like he'll give you a double double. If he starts scoring every single night, potentially a triple double. And some of the best role players have stat lines of like zero, 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 because they're doing their jobs correctly. It's not all about stats. It's about how you play the game within your system. And right now, Ben Simmons is doing his job, frankly, like he's, not making free throws fine, whatever, but he's still defending. He's still passing. He's still rebounding. He's a big point guard who's getting rebounds, which is exactly what you want. He's not a star, but he's doing what he's, he's doing what he's supposed to do within that net system.
3: Yeah. I kind of feel like the Philly hate on Ben Simmons is like a little unfair. Uh, Like he was never a great shooter. And they just got mad at him for not shooting the ball when that wasn't like ever really his forte, and then you know obviously going through an injury and then you know i don't i don't know if it was partially like the media kind of being a little ridiculous with his um like mental health struggles um you know and like if he's having mental health struggles like we've seen other players take breaks or be outspoken about that um i mean in baseball like austin meadows didn't finish the season for the tigers cuz he was saying he had was having uh you know struggling with his mental health and took time off. So like maybe because it's the NBA blown up in the playoffs. Um, I kind of feel like Philly gets a little they they're like uh, it's a little unfair. Um but yeah, James, I kind of agree with you. Like he's not a superstar, like he's not the guy, but they also the Nets have two superstars, they're questionable in their own ways for sure. Um, but yeah, if if Ben Simmons can just contribute with a double double every night like that's a win for Brooklyn like are they a contender right now no they probably won't be we bash them in the previews um you know for all we know they could still blow it all up um you know it probably doesn't help that Simmons went from Philly a very you know like media centralized town to then New York like the hardest place to play professional sports in the United States so like yeah if he was playing in like indiana or orlando or something like we might not even care or this next team the sacramento kings nobody gave a shit about them for 20 years except for my my father-in-law my brother-in-law um but they've won six in a row they are in a playoff spot as we speak they have been on fire so they beat the Cavs. they beat well the lakers don't really count as a good team they beat the warriors they beat the nets they beat the spurs they beat the pistons they're currently up on the Grizzlies as we speak right now. So they could be going for seven wins in a row. It's like their longest win streak since they made the playoffs in like we were all children. Uh, so trading Sacramento, it's kind of been one of those, you know, it's a smaller market team. They don't usually sign big free agents. I mean, it's tough when you're like, hey, want to come to Miami or Sacramento? You know, hmm. like, fortunately, I just don't got that going for them. But is this... Finally, the year we saw the Mariners break their curse. The Kings are now the ones that hold that record, I believe, for longest drought. Can they do it?
1: Oh, I, I love to say yes, I really would. Um, this team has been very fun. I mean, we, we have seen this team be, I guess, uh, uh, at least until very recently. But I'll take I'll take this article uh, uh, for what it's worth, um, even though the basketball reference has a little bit different rating. They're the second best. They have the second best offensive rating behind Boston. I mean, they are scoring crazy. They are and and, and scoring gets people in the seats. It gets people going. It gets fans going, um, and and it and it brings a lot of attention to this team. And quite frankly, at this point, I think they're probably the best team in California in terms of just just right now, like how they're playing right now, and that's important. They are in trouble defensively, very 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 much. Uh, look right now, it's still a bit early in the season and we've seen, we've seen kind of how, how sports kind of trends. I mean, uh, a scoring kind of happens early on as teams just start to get past the, the training camps and get kind of settled in mid-season forms a different beast, right? When when we hit the 40 game mark, when we hit the 50 game mark, those, those buckets aren't going to be made is they're not going to come as easy. It's not going to, it's not going to be that easy and you have to be able to defend in some shape or form. I'm not, I'm not expecting them to be the best. I'm not even expecting them to be top 10. You need to be average. And right now they're 27th out of 30 across, across all the metrics. Um, Terrible at steals, terrible at rebounds. Uh, You know, in in terms of, you know, just simply, you know, most of the defensive stats, they're just not, (laughs) not there. And that is just not going to be conducive for long-term success. Now, do I think that they could figure it out? Yeah, I do. I think, I think that, you know, defense, as you guys know, in most of these sports is, it, it, it takes a team to understand it. It takes a team to kind of commit to it. I think the need to focus better on, I think it'd be nice to see if they can focus on shutting down the first quarter or two showing that we can play that defensive game, you know, and, and, and establish that or, or else, you know, yeah, they can, they can try and outscore their problems, but eventually if, if the buckets aren't made, they're going to get fucked.
3: Yeah. I mean, that is a really good point. Um, I mean, obviously they've been scoring at a crazy efficient rate and just a crazy number lately. I mean, their last three games, 153, 130, 130. Like that is a lot. I guess that 153 was like a couple points off their franchise record. So they're playing the Grizzlies, Grizzlies right now. John Morant is not playing. So that definitely helps, but they've only given up. It's a couple minutes into the fourth quarter and they've only given up 80 points. Granted, you know, they don't the grizzlies aren't, they superstars, so that kind of helps. But uh, James, just thoughts on the Kings. Um, and kind of, you know, you think that they can they can finally uh you know break that drought? I think it's too early to tell. I like think way too early to tell. You mentioned earlier
0: the six-game win streak and all the, the teams they played against. Out of all the teams you mentioned, the one good team there was Cleveland. You said the Lakers, awful. They beat Golden State when Golden State was. Pretty terrible before Clay broke out of his slump. Brooklyn, without Kyrie, terrible. San Antonio, mid team. Detroit, ass. That's what you're looking at. That's your 16 win streak. And now you're playing against the Grizzlies, who they're beating without John Moran. And I get Desmond Bain's good, and you have other pieces there, but you're still not getting a full team. Things are doing great right now, and they're super efficient, but efficiency doesn't hold for the entire season. They have good pieces. That being said, Darren Fox is good for 30 plus a night at any time. Sabonis is a walking double. Easy. He's weak, but he's a walking double. Uh Sacramento Herder is way better than Atlanta herder. You're seeing that right now. Keegan Murray is a hell of a rookie. Great pieces. If they can sustain this for a longer period of time, I'll be more of a believer. But let's 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 beat some quality teams first. Quality teams with a quality superstar. Okay. We see that happen a couple times,
3: and then we, we'll talk again. That- follow-up question because they play three quality teams atlanta pretty good Boston, very good real good Suns, really good real good if they say they win two out of three of those or what what do they need to do in those three games i know it's pretty early those would be like you know we'd be coming into the week of december then if, what do they need to do in those three games to prove to you that they're at least a playoff contender. Like, I don't I don't think any of us are really kidding ourselves that they're maybe like a title contender, but you know, for the Kings, getting into the playoffs would be a huge win. They definitely gonna have to beat the Hawks. The Hawks aren't as good of a team as we think, right? Jontae Murray and
0: Trey Young are great, but they aren't the best. So that's a you definitely gotta beat them. Celtics, if you can get that game within 12 points, I'm happy with that. Like Celtics are a beast. There's, I doubt they're going to yeah. win that game. but that one's in Boston as well. So, Boston. Was- so within 12, I'm with that, right? And then the Suns, if CP3 is still out... It's at home. It's in Sacramento. If CP3 is still out, then I'm, I'm expecting to win. If CP3 is playing that game, if you keep it competitive, I'll be happy. But if CP3 is still out, that's a dub. Okay, so two out of three. You
3: want two out of two three out three. of those three games. Okay, I feel that. Tyler, kind of same question. Um, you know obviously growing up the Lakers fan the Kings were kind of like our biggest rival during the early early 2000s and then they've been shit ever since I kind of want to see him make the playoffs like I kind of like the Mariners so you know just your thoughts on the Kings kind of good start to the season Um, and if, if they can break the drought
2: yeah I think when <clears throat> you know your team that's not doing very well like the Lakers right now when for me, when I when I want to watch basketball, when I'm I'm looking for something like a, a storyline, something that I want to root for. And I think for me, the 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 Sacramento Kings breaking that that playoff drop for me is kind of that story and something that I I want to see happen. So I do want to see the Kings succeed. I agree with kind of everything that 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 the guys are saying. Um, like I said, uh, like as trainers mentioned, a very good offensive team. They're, they're, they're one of the best in the NBA at scoring points. Uh, but the defense that definitely needs some work. And like I said, they kind of, they, they definitely are a team that need to prove themselves against the best, of the best to really con- to take them seriously. But I don't think there's any reason to doubt that this team can be a, uh, playoff team when, when, when it's all said and done. Um, I guess I I think the West is so it's so tightly packed it's it's so competitive so it's it's really hard to say definitively for sure, but they're off to a great start I think you know, um they they seem to get slightly better every year it seems like the last two years even like maybe this could be a playoff team and they haven't quite gotten there this year just feels a little bit more exciting um especially because you know anytime you talk about you know and they're they're first in the NBA and a lot of other um um up a lot of other offensive categories that's never happened before so i mean i think that's kind of a a, a different side of them that gives you some a little bit more hope that they can at least make a playoff spot i think they will i'm rooting for them to do it uh like i said i, I have I have, no, I have nothing else to root for because the lakers are
3: absolute trash <laughs> yeah to add to tyler's point about how close the west is the difference between the one seed the utah jazz who are apparently incredible and the 10 seed, the Minnesota Timberwolves, two games. That's insane. Two games separate 10 teams. So, like, there's going to be, we got to obviously have a long way to go, but there's a lot that's going to change. Um, if you haven't been to the Sacramento's new, the Kings' new stadium, it's pretty sweet. They got a Sierra Nevada beer garden. Yours truly will be there like two or three days after Christmas, and they're playing the Nuggets, a good team. So, I'll be able to report live. Well, I won't do it live because <laughs> I'll be drunk, but. I'll report after I come back to tell you if Steve's legit or not. I love that. Alex, I have a quick question for actually
1: Tyler to go throw it back. So, you know, we all say that, you know, oh, we, let, let's ha- let's see the Kings make the playoffs. Well, then who's looking in? Someone's got to go. Mean, are we counting the playoffs
3: as? Top 10. I'm going to give you the top 10. I mean, the Jazz still, I still don't, can't really believe in them. <laughs> The Clippers, maybe the Pelicans, maybe if Dame doesn't Dame got hurt in Portland. I, who knows? I mean, who knows? I mean, we we know for sure that the Rockets are shit and the Spurs are shit and the Lakers are kind of shit. Are probably and the thunder probably are shit. <laughs> the Lakers, you can't like really give up on them because they have who they have, but it's they got a ways to go. There'll be at least one team. There's kind of eleven playoff teams in the West right now, and one of them will be on their way out for sure.
1: Yeah, just the thought. Because whenever we say, "Oh, a team's gonna over," you know, overachieve, and someone's got to take the boot, and it, it's like, could, you, could we see the Warriors out of it? Could we see the Mavericks out of it? Could we see the Trailblazers out of it? I mean, I'm not. I'm just throwing those names. I, mean, I think we can see those, the uh, teams out of it. Lot,
3: You know, so I don't know. That will that that's a that's a future problem. We'll talk about. Uh, James, that's all I got this week. All
0: right, brother, appreciate it. Good job there. Before we move on, or before we take a break, cool question for everybody here, including the guys in the podcast: Is pumpkin pie the go-to dessert on Thanksgiving? No. Answer will be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Depending on when Tyler cut off. The thing alex said no pretty much right away and the question was is pumpkin pie the go-to dessert on thanksgiving alex said no millisecond after i asked the question and the other guy said no shortly thereafter so why is it not the go-to dessert because because apple pie exists yeah i'm gonna have this
3: because apple pie exists (laughs) so you're saying apple pie is the go-to dessert over it's like it's like when you say oh should we go to a clipper game oh no because the lakers exist it's the same thing yeah but i I prefer
0: going to the clipper game right now bro come on now yeah Yeah, but i would
3: still doesn't matter
0: (laughs) i guess
1: i guess for for us yeah but when like the outside person or like a like a like a foreign foreigner who's coming to visit our country they're gonna to want to go to Laker game. You're gonna want apple pie over, uh, over over pemmican yeah. pie. That's
0: that. I mean, all There right. They're poking no, the analogy. <laughs> going back to the podcast, trading O-Puck moment. It's all you. All right.
1: That so that was a that was awesome. That, that threw us all for a spin there. Um, let's uh let's quickly talk about uh fantasy in the hockey world. Um, I won again. Alex won again. We are two back to back wins, and we are tied for second. James is on a four-game sl- uh, skid. Tough, tough, tough. Uh, Tyler broke his l- losing slump, and he's still in tied for six with James. Woo! So, uh, but in, in terms of <laughs> points, you're at the bottom of almost at the bottom of the heap there. But yeah, that, we'll, we'll worry about the points later. Um, Fine. Uh, second, let's t- let's talk about the in-season cup. Unfortunately, um, Alex's New Jersey Devils just just can't lose. <laughs> it's just guys, they are they are so good. We'll be talking about it in a bit, but. They don't beat themselves at all. They don't give up the puck. They are just so. They are just such a good team. Um, and and it's fucking bullshit, honestly. James has two chances, or will have a chance either way to get it back. uh, With whatever happens tomorrow between the Devils and the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, Uh, Toronto Maple obviously, uh, uh, the Maple Leafs play tomorrow, and if that if if that goes awry, um, he will have another chance uh, against Buffalo. So, there you go, James. You have a couple chances here, buddy. Uh, hopefully you can uh, uh, wrestle it back from uh, from Alex there. Um, okay, let's talk about a couple teams first. Before we dive into the, before we dive into the Devils, let's talk about the team in the West that is kind of in the house right now. Uh, that's the Seattle Kraken. Uh, the Seattle Kraken are looking much much better than we saw them last year. Obviously, we we kind of know what happened with them. They you know they're a brand new team. They they uh, did the expansion draft. Uh, the expansion availability was a lot different than Vegas saw and they just didn't play very well. They didn't have goaltending and it just didn't seem to go well for them, but everything has kind of changed this season so far, boys um, Seattle's 10, five and three with 23 points um, plus nine goal differential. And they're seven, two and one in their last 10, they kind of had a slower start, but man, have they been hot um, Tyler? I just want to throw it over to you, bud. Um what are your thoughts on the Seattle Kraken? And is this, is this a team that we should be, uh, worried about here in the Pacific? It may be. I mean, you talk about,
2: you know, I think the Pacific division of all the divisions in hockey is the one that's completely sideways, right? At the moment. Um, we just, we did not see a lot of these teams be as good as they are and kind of, kind of where the standings are at the moment. Um, it's, it's pretty remarkable. I, th- I think hockey is one of those sports, like it's pretty crazy how quickly sometimes teams can turn it around. I mean, last year, you know, an ex- expansion team that really didn't have a whole lot going for them and, you know they didn't do anything insane in the offseason but obviously clearly they they made some 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 smart adjustments some some smart moves and i think early on in the season it's paying off for them and i think they're gonna be in the mix with no doubt i don't know i don't as seg said i think it's still early they haven't really i think they have to really have to prove themselves kind of similar to how we're talking about the uh, the the uh, kings in the NBA it's gonna be similar to the Kraken here in the NHL they really kind of have to prove themselves Obviously, a brand new franchise that doesn't have a lot of history. We don't really know what to expect from them, but it's certainly exciting. Um, I think the fans there in Seattle are absolutely loving it. Um, so I think as a, as a hockey fan, I'm excited to see them do well. As as a team that's in the as, that is in the division of of my LA Kings, obviously it's just another team we have to worry about, but that that also makes it very fun and and, and exciting. But as of right now, I have no reason necessarily to doubt them, other than the fact that they're just unproven. Um, but 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 the way that they played, I don't think there's anything that to me that suggests that they can't keep it up. Um, I think they've gotten very, very decent goal hunting from uh, Martin Jones there. So uh, former L.A. King. Um, so I think he's kind of had a little bit of a resurgence there after a couple of down years in in San Jose. So if he can keep it up, I don't see why this Kraken team can't be in the hunt for uh,
1: a, a playoff spot. Uh, yeah. You mentioned Martin Jones, uh, 0.913 save percentage, 2.3 goals average. Much much better than the n- numbers they were getting from their uh, goaltending tandem last year. Um, you know what, what 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 I find very interesting about this team is they're winning one goal games. And you know, James, I ask you, I mean, you know, one goal games don't you know they're they're not always, especially when they're lower scoring, they're not always the sexiest games. But they're winning three two games. They're they're grinding them out. You know, even uh, you know, they're grinding them out all the way through uh, you know all 60 minutes, you know, they beat up on, a, they, they beat a team like the Kings uh, in, in overtime last Saturday, a team that can shut it down. Um, defensively is a little bit harder to play against. They did it against the Rangers. They get it, did it against the jets um, the penguins, even the flames, you know, they're, like the, the list can go on. Do, do one goal games, give you a little bit more. Do, do one goal games mean anything to you? And if so, do you think that that means something for this Kraken's for the Kraken's I guess, sustainability going forward?
0: I guess it really just depends on your perspective on life here. Because, A, it could be like, wow, they're, like you had said, grinding out games, playing to the end of the whistle, giving it their all every single game. Or you can look at it as, B, they're getting lucky. The puck's going their way at the right time. And boom, look, the goals went in. We won a one-goal game, even though we didn't necessarily deserve it. So it really depends on your perspective on life. But the way to see it, much like how Tyler explained his thing a second ago you everything you need to see and they're playing hard they may not necessarily be winning the puck all the puck battles they may not be winning like the zone battles either but the fact of the matter is they're grinding you down because they're playing 110 percent every single second they're on the ice they're not taking a playoff they're not the oilers who kind of just you know let off the gas a little bit they're going and they're going and they're going they're not the most talented team out there but but because they're hard working the results show wins and that's that's what I see. Yeah, I and you can see that
1: in their five on five stats, James. I mean, um, you know, they're, they're definitely owning the puck more than the other team every all across the ice. They're 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 generating more higher high danger scoring chances for them for their team versus, you know, giving them up. And, and, you know, winning those one goal games to me, it means a lot, especially against teams that have historically been kind of kind of suited for that type of hockey that's playoff hockey I mean I'm not saying that they're gonna make the playoffs and, and go on a run I'm not gonna I'm not about to say that I am saying that if you can kind of establish that it 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 it, it helps your team co- uh become cohesive it it helps a lot of the younger guys come into that come into their own and that actually leads me to you Alex Maddie Beners Maddie benears is unfucking real um do you have any thoughts about Maddie benears and is he a is he your pick for the Calder
3: so far probably i mean he's helping lead a team that we did not think i mean this team was awful last year they were awful last year and now you know we're seeing them make a big leap um and you know like we are talking about one goal games um they only give up they're the third best at suppressing shots they only give up 27 and a half people don't score when you don't score you know when you don't give up shots so like yeah, if if he can keep it up and the Kraken can keep it up like we haven't technically hit your your fanatical thanksgiving day yet. We got 2 days to go. So uh, <laughs> so he's he still got a ways to go, but uh yeah, he's doing a great job so far and I uh I, kind of like the boy said like there's no reason to doubt them um and sort of similar looking at the Pacific like what if if they're going to make it? Like what one of these teams aren't going to make it cuz like we kind of thought, you know, Calgary and Edmonton were locks and like, I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. Um, but both, both the Alberta teams are struggling.
1: Um, it, it's quite interesting. Um, I do really want to quickly, quickly address uh, the Shane Wright issue with uh, Seattle Kraken. I'm not sure if any of the guys um, have a thought on it, but I'll kind of leave it to a moment for him in a second, just to give everybody an idea. Shane Wright was supposed to be the unanimous uh, uh, first overall pick in the draft last year. He got snubbed not once, not twice, not three times, but fell but fell to the fourth spot um, to the Seattle Kraken. Um, he's from the Kingston Frontenacs, um, who, quite frankly, in the OHL are not very good. They're not. They're not. The, they're, it's not the best run OHL team. Uh, and uh, so, in the NHL, um, a player who is younger than the age of twenty, if he is being sent down he cannot go to the AHL team he has to go back to his junior team that's the, that's the the rules of the NHL the problem is, is seattle, as a result seattle has has not been giving him very many minutes he, he has played 8 minutes on average when he's played he's been on a four game um he's been in the press box four games in a row here um or five, four or five games in a row here and um and it sounds like seattle does not want to send him back to the front next because they're they're not a team that's going to do much in the playoffs and they want him to play on a competitive team, top minutes in a, in a competitive uh, situation. Um, well, they did uh, the, the Kraken did exploit a, um, a loophole that if a, if a player is. Has sat in the press box for a f- for four games straight, they can go for a two week stint in the AHL. So he is with, um, he is with the uh, uh the, the firebirds there in um, what is it? Uh, Coachella Valley. Um, so he, he, he will get a, he will get two uh, two, two weeks there before, um, expected he's going to be going to, um, the world junior tournament, um, with, uh, for Canada. Um, and then it, it just remains to be seen what's going to happen there. I think, I think Seattle would like to see the front next trade him to another, to a contending team. Um, and I think the front next would like that. I think they need to rebuild, but they really do not want him to play there. And it seems like he's just not good enough yet to crack the, 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 um, Starting lineup, and it's quite interesting because this is a guy that had a huge chip on his shoulder, especially after being snubbed four spots. Um, do any of you guys have any, you know, thoughts? Have you guys read about this? Um, you know, did you guys have any thoughts about this? This is kind of the big story behind Seattle early on. Um, it's kind of been overshadowed by their strong play, but
3: didn't he, uh, get kind of like caught live on camera during the draft when? Arizona didn't select him, I think it was, and he was like to his dad or agent, whoever it was. He's like, "Oh, thank God," or something. That was him, right? Um,
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't remember that. I mean, I would not be surprised.
3: Okay, but but I do know this. I do know that he
1: Montreal was ahead of them, if I'm not mistaken, um, and the death stare that he gave to the Montreal man, uh, you know, uh, management team and and um, and staff while he was putting on the Seattle jersey was set at all. I mean, the, the he he definitely you know, he, he definitely thought he was snubbed. This is, this is the type of guy that has been a little bit of a uh, little big headed, if you will. And I think it kind of smacked him in the mouth. Uh, to be fair, he did kind of get screwed over by the OHL where, you know, a lot of players went and played other places in, during COVID. Uh, and he thought that o- the OHL would actually play their the season in, in Ontario. And they said they would, and then all of a sudden they didn't. So he, he lost a whole year or so he's one of them. Um, but any of you other two have thought? Right? Are we going to see him after after this two weeks stint, or or you know, or, or is he done here for this year? Do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was watching that draft live, and uh you know, he was supposed to be number one, and then you know, he didn't get picked number one. He didn't get picked number two. He get picked number three. He probably get picked a four. The thought I had was just like, all right, so what's up with this dude? Like, obviously, on the on right. talent wise talent wise, he's, he's a number one pick, but clearly there's, you know, scouts do the research and they don't look at just the stats. They look at the human being behind be be, behind the stats. And I think a lot of teams maybe found something with his personality that they didn't like. Um, you, you got three teams that pass up on that kind of talent. There's a reason for that. Um, that was, that was my thought. And I think maybe we're seeing some of that. So, um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes and kind of how his career takes off. Um, yeah i mean certainly certainly a little bit of a a bit of eyebrow raiser when you when you watch that and you someone's projected number one and they you know if they fall one white one spot or two that's one thing but when you're projected the first overall and you don't get picked to four that's that's saying a lot about your
1: character i feel like yeah i agree um it'll be interesting to see how he he takes his bill here i mean he's going to be he's going to be playing top minutes there in uh in coachella valley um and presumably he's going to go to the World Junior Junior tournament um, with with his uh, with his countrymen. So it'll be a wonder if he can play his way back into the lineup, um, or if Kingston will figure out a way to trade him and they can and they can put him back into the OHL. Um, but it seems like he's just not ready. Um, James, did you have any thoughts? Or
0: I mean, if he's not ready to crack the lineup, he's not good enough. I don't think you're going to see him anytime soon on a surging Kraken team. Like, yeah. why would you disrupt that chemistry and that good play? To put for in sure. somebody who is not ready, you know, yeah, for sure. I think the, the biggest interesting
1: thing is the GM and the coach are kind of at odds because the, the coach doesn't want to put him in because I just don't think he thinks he's ready, but you know, the, the, the GM really is really pushing for it. But, uh, fortunately the coach is getting his way because you don't really want to disrupt what's going on. So, um, on the other side of the, of the, uh, of the country and, uh, the, uh, the conferences, we have the New Jersey devils, um, Alex knows very very well um, how good they're doing. They are on a fucking tear. They just um, uh, matched a, uh, a franchise record, 12, uh, thirteen games in a row after they beat the Edmonton Oilers in quite a <laughs> meaningful fashion. Um, Oilers didn't even didn't didn't really come out to play at all, which is which is very upsetting. Um, Alex, is this team for real?
3: I mean, I kind of want to say yes. I mean, obviously, they're not going to win every single game the rest of the way. Uh, That would be incredible. But it was sort of like we just talked about with the Kraken. Um, And we've seen this with other teams in the past. Like Teams that don't give up shots typically do well because they're not giving the team as many opportunities to score. Who's leading the NHL in that as a team right now? That's right. Your New Jersey Devils. They're only giving up 25 shots a game. So you know, we saw this, I know we always talk about this, but it's obviously what I know best bringing it back to those Kings years. Like those Kings had a stout defense. They never gave up shots. They won two cups in three years. I don't know if the devils are, you know, really that, that good yet. Like obviously 13 in a row really helps just make it look real sexy at the beginning, but I don't, I kind of like the crack in. I don't see any reason why this team shouldn't be legit. Um, they're they're scoring enough. They're obviously not giving up a ton of goals. They just shut down the Oilers. You know they've been and like none of these games have really even been close. Like they're generally beating teams by two plus goals. So like they they seem legit. Um, you know who knows if it's if if they can go deep in a playoff run, but I don't think there's any reason why we shouldn't believe that they're they're at least a legit. Play- no you at this rate you're absolutely right i mean um
1: this team has been analytically incredible um uh, in the past and i think that every fan um in that fan base will will shove it in your face to show you that, Um, but they just haven't had the save. And I think the save, it has come. I mean, the, the goalie, the goalie situation, they're not world beaters, but then again, no one is this season. Uh th- This season is, is turning out to be the most offensive season we've seen in a decade or plus. I mean, this is, this is definitely the most goals we've seen the lowest save percentages, but nonetheless, they, they own the puck. Um, all across the, the, the ice five on five, um, 62.5% of the high danger chances, um, are in their favor per game. Um, they are just finding ways to dominate the puck. They are not giving the puck up. They are not beating themselves, which is not what I can say about a lot of these teams, including, especially the Oilers. Um, James, Jesper Brat, the brat himself has been unfucking believable 24 points in 19 games. The kid's 24 years old. Um,
0: what are your thoughts on Jesse Rad and this team as a whole? I mean, you just said it. Like, he was your hockey player of the week a couple of weeks ago. And, like, makes sense. The kid's on fire. Uh, there's not really much else to say other than, wow, like, he's having a great year. The Devils as a whole, I as much as I hate to mend it, because last week I was like, or two weeks ago, I was like, yeah, man, the Devils are eventually going to fall apart. It's not looking likely at all. And I just don't want to admit it because it's the freaking Devils, man. Like, whoever would thought that they're good? Like, New Jersey Devils and good team doesn't go in the same sense at all. It, like, hurts my head to say that. <laughs> but it is what it is. They're showing out. But they have a great defense. Dougie Hamilton's having a great year. Nico is having a career year. You said the goaltending is eh, but it don't matter because they're only giving him 25 shots per game on goal. Like, 73 goals for, 44 44- Goals against that should tell you
1: all you need to know for sure. I mean, uh I, I percentage is fantastic. Team say percentage of 909 is not, like I said, not world beating, but holy shit, it's enough for this team to uh to compete. Um, and as as Alex said, when you have the shot suppression, when you have the goal scoring, you don't need to have a world beater goaltender, you don't need to shut a, every team out, uh, because you can, you know, you, you find ways to outscore your opponents in many different ways and um hang on to the puck. Um James you brought up Nico Hischier I want to I want to talk to you about uh this guy Tyler um well if you guys remembered about two or so years ago when we started this podcast um our boy Eric had a lot of terse words to say about um Nico Hischier wow does he look like an idiot right now um Nico Hischier by my by my account is on his way to win a selkie maybe not this year but in his lifetime do you think well, we will see Nico Heischer win a win a selkie
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think this guy's, you know, been pro- shown that he can improve and be better. I mean, he's, he, he was first overall, correct? First overall pick. Yeah. 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 I mean, obvious- in, I don't know what year I'll, I'll find that, but yeah, 2020 yeah. 20 something. Uh, he, he obviously clearly is, is a, is a high end talent that has all the potential in the world. Um, you know, sometimes in hockey, you know, it's one of those things, those expectations get get upon you very early um, but in hockey, sometimes it just takes a few years for you to really get your feet on you and, and get that confidence. And man, dude, dude, he and the New, new Jersey Devils right now have, have a lot of confidence as we speak right now. Um, so I, I agree with you. I think he's going to be a Selkie favorite, you know, very close and might will be a consistent Selkie uh, finalist. I feel like for most of his career, if, if he can stay healthy and continue on the, on the trend he's going, because I mean, man, he's got he's he's, he's one of the best young players in the league right now.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it. it's pretty, it's pretty adamant. I mean, the, you know, when he's on the ice, his, his coursey numbers suggest that the, the team possesses the puck 60% of the time, which anything over 50 means you're, you're possessing the more than your opponent. He has well above that in his, in his um, his history, but he's never been at 60. And this is, this is um, ungodly. He's, he's scoring at a tepid pace, Uh, you know, 50, uh, what is it? 22 points in 18 games. Um, he's having a hell of a season, three game winning goals, which is, uh, you know, which is, means a lot. Uh, mean, it, you know, it means you're out on the, on the hardest situations and, and you're making the best of it. Um, 1926, t- um, um, you know, average time on ice. This, this, this guy is exactly what, what he was, um, advertised as going in. Um, and Eric, you might want to take a second thought about Nico. He's here because uh, I think that he'll be raising the Selkie. Um, in the next few years here Um, especially once we see Patrice Bergeron and um, the other stud in the west um, Andre Kopitar hang him up he's he's gonna fit he's gonna fit those shoes I think Um, he's only 24 so we're gonna see a lot more Nico Kishir guys Um, but that that's what we got for the for the teams this week I mean um, we're we're, I know we're, we're gonna get into some jersey talk but can the New Jersey Devils please fucking lose? Please. I'm sick of seeing Alex's fucking name on the fucking season cup. It's so annoying. I like um, it. I think I should keep winning personally. Of course <laughs> you do. You drafted him last round. That's the crazy thing That's about wild. all this. Um, it really is. We I mean, I don't think anybody wanted to um draft them and boom, Alex. You you were left with them almost. And look at what they've done for you. Um, Let's talk jerseys reverse retro. We're going to start, finish the Atlantic part two here with Montreal, with the Montreal Canadians, the Montreal Canadians um, unveiled their uh, reverse retro, which actually draws inspiration from the Montreal Expos. The uh, Montreal Expos are a baseball team. (laughs) (laughs) Were Montreal, uh, they were a baseball team, excuse me. uh, And they had this baby blue, um, uh, uh, I guess, color scheme. Um, and, and the, the Habs kind of just paid homage to, to that. Um, and I think we, I think all the baseball fans on here would, would agree. We'd, we'd love to see Montreal with the team again. Um, I mean, it, eventually if, if Oakland can't figure it out, maybe, maybe they just go back to Montreal <laughs> figure rejigger the whole, uh, the whole thing. But, uh, anyway, um, Alex, let's start with you. What do you think about the Montreal expo inspired cabs Jersey for the most historic and coveted franchise yeah in hockey history.
3: uh i don't really get why it's expo inspired i guess um i mean they didn't pl- i mean other than playing in the same city that's literally the only thing similar about them uh the expos were never won anything the canadians have won a lot of things the canadians are still there the expos left i don't get it uh I, I don't I don't know I think the baby blue thing's a little overdone um I'm kind of getting a little over it so I'm just gonna give them a straight five who five so a don't, don't five. love it don't hate I it just don't get it let' their, their original logo is sweet and they kept it which is great I just I don't know I just it, it I don't know <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, it, look, for me, it's like the, the, taking away the red, I think, means it's, it kind of just ruins it for me, But um, especially because it's the halves. But we'll get to me. Uh, James, what do you think about your Montreal Canadiens?
0: Don't like the baby powder blue going on thing. Not Ooh, a fan. Not a fan. Uh, the red, yeah, that that's just too much blue, man. And then you just slapped a little bit of red on there. Not a fan. Uh, I don't like that stripe down the middle either. I think it looks funky.
1: Yeah. The, the, the stripe is kind of, it's kind of normal with the Habs. It's just, they don't have it in a different color blue. It's usually, or or they keep it that blue, but at least the Jersey is red. So uh, I I can see why you have that uh, an issue there. Uh, What do you think, Tyler?
2: I'm going to take a little different take on it just because, you know, the cans are such a historic franchise. They've been around for so long. I think they pretty much had the same Jersey forever, right? Like they don't, what are they going to throw it back to? i think i think that's kind of the, the thing so like why not throw it back and i think i think this is a this little bit of a conspiracy to try and to try and get the mlb to get a baseball team back in montreal because clearly they are begging the 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 mlb and for 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 baseball to come back to montreal um i love the montreal Expos back when back when they were a team um i, I still remember those days with uh Vladimir Guerrero and they were, and he was coming to Dodger stadium and hitting home runs. And I was crying because I was six years old and that was all that mattered in life. So, Um, (laughs) so definitely a lot, a lot of memories with the Montreal uh, Expos there. Montreal Expos is one of the best logos of all time. I feel like. Um, So I'm going to give us some props. I understand what you guys are saying. Like it doesn't really make sense for them to kind of go towards a a completely different sport with it. But I, in my opinion, it's like, okay, well, we'll, we'll, what else were they going to do there? So I, I appreciate the creativity you know, the color scheme's cool, but I agree it's kind of off of their color. So I'm not giving us a super high score, but I think overall it's a pretty decent Jersey.
1: So I'm going to give it a 5.6. 5. 5.6. 5. Uh, I'm going to sit right, right in the middle of the 5.3. Um, like I said, missing the red. I mean, the, the, the Habs Jersey is so iconic, but I don't know what more you could do with it to be to, uh, Tyler's point. Um, they have the most consistent Jersey. It's kind of like the Dodgers. I mean, you can't, there's not much you can do without like it. I mean, it's the Dodgers. I mean, it's, it's, it's the Montreal Canadians. They're, they're, uh, you know, it's iconic and you can't really do much besides kind of going out of the box. And I just think it's a little too much blue for my liking. So, um, that's where I have there, the Ottawa senators, the, the Clippers of Ontario, as we'll say, <laughs> uh, the, in the nation's capital, uh, the, the Ottawa senators went back, um, to the style of their third jersey that they that they run ran in two thousand uh, back in the nine nineties, past two thousands um and that's this jersey. They had a different logo um on that third jersey, which they put on the um on the shoulder here um and so you know they they but they stuck with their normal normal um crest um and we you know we're used to the same color scheme, but they have that they have that kind of wave kind of through the the stomach there and through the torso. Um, so let's start with, uh, let's start with James. What do you think about the auto? I, I actually here? like this.
0: I like the wave on this a lot. Uh, when you go back to the, like the OG photo of it, that low key reminds me of like ice cream, an ice cream squirrel. Oh yeah. So that's a huge fan of that. Uh, when I like, I like the black and the red, it's kind of iconic, you know, black and red and white. It makes it really pop Logo is Great. Cause that's the normal one. And I like the numbers too. Mm-hmm. It has like a little bit of a different font with the numbers itself. I like that. It's good. I'm gonna give this like a seven, eight, seven, eight.
3: All right,
1: um, uh, Alex, what do you think about the uh, the sends here?
3: I agree with a lot of what James said, and it always comes back to food with him, so that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> I kind of we talked about this with Dallas, maybe. Now I can't remember, but I kind of wish they had switched and put the old, uh, the old um, logo that's on the shoulder on the front, mm-hmm. just because I like it's more, it's a little more menacing. Uh, Mm -hmm. like the guy's looking a little more intense and the other logo, it just looked like he's staring off, like watching paint dry or something. (laughs) Um, but I do like it. I think the colors pop. I like, I agree with James. I like the numbers. I like the wave. I think they did a good job. Um, you know, kind of bringing it back to that, that, uh, Jersey from, you know, in the nineties. Um, I'm going to give it a, what did you give it James? Seven, eight. Yes. Okay. So 7.9 then. (laughs)
1: wow uh tyler what are your thoughts on the send bod
2: yeah i also like these jerseys a lot um i really just like the overall flow and design of the jersey i think it's pretty unique as james mentioned kind of that ice cream that's not what i thought of but you know james james um but i don't know what it is but i do like it um I, i i think it's cool i've always liked the Sens jerseys i feel like they just you know i think i think black and red is kind of a uh a classic sports look, but I think they kind of add their own twist to it somehow. Um, and I think for me, kind of the design of, of 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 the Jersey and, and the numbers and, like really make it special. Um, so I like, I like this one a lot. Um, I'm going to give this one a seven, seven.
1: Seven, seven. Yeah. Um, I'm actually hundred percent with Alex. I mean, I think they should have put th- this logo on. Um, I, as much as I love the original logo and I think that, I think it's, you know, it's great. I just, I, I you know, I, I, I love that logo there. Um, I, you know, and, and the Ottawa Senators have always had like this weird, um, you know, place in my heart because for some reason my dad owned a, a, like, like when he played like men's league or whatever he had, he had a Senator's jersey that he would wear. And I just I never understood why, but he did, and I really just kind of loved it. Um, it was more like the original one, but nonetheless, um, you know, it's just interesting to see um, them take a rendition. They really did a reverse retro on the colors. They I just wish they would have stuck with the with the with the logo, which is what pushes it down to a seven eight for me. Um, but nonetheless, I think it's I think it's a great jersey. Um, and oh boy, huh, ready for the the Tampa Bay Lightning boys. Oh boy, <clears throat> here we go. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning's jersey, if it would fucking load, maybe today, maybe tomorrow. Here we go. And here we go. This is the jersey that Tampa Bay rocks. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is what Tampa Bay rocks now. Now, to give you guys some, some, uh, uh I guess, context, as there always is context, this goes back to their. Um, 1996 through 99 third jerseys where they're they, they were blue they had um you know their kind of original logo which actually i love the original logo but it has like the waves on the bottom and then it has like a, a like bolts on their shoulders which is in black um and then ridiculous font on the back with the numbers and they just flipped it into a white jersey um and woof what a jersey um especially now in 2022 i mean this just this just bleeds the 90s um to me but uh i guess maybe that's the point um tyler what just go (laughs) i mean this is the
2: definition of trying too hard um (laughs) i i understand what they're going for the revert i mean, definitely feels very retro like you said very 90s it's very busy, a lot going on. And for me, when it comes to jerseys, when it comes to comes to style, that's not what I like. I like a little more simplistic jersey, something that flows a little better. There's just there's so much going on. I'm not a huge fan of it. I like the colors, you know, blue, blue, black, gray. Love the love the colors. I think the lightning on the sleeve is kind of dope. Maybe that's kind of the one thing of the jersey that is kind of cool. But the rest of it is just it's a little bit too busy, too much going on. I'm gonna give us a three and a half.
1: Three and a half, yeah. Um, there's sideways rain going in the background. You guys
0: see that? This
3: is like sideways rain. I don't know if that changes
1: your perspective, but uh, Alex, what do you got?
3: Yeah, uh, busy is the right word. Um, I hate the lightning on the sleeves, it's terrible. (laughs) If that wasn't there and the numbers weren't all like jagged, like you're trying to download something and it's not going well or i don't even know (laughs) what the fuck going on with that i do i i I like the i like the middle one like logo i like i think the the lightning bolt pops with the white like and then the black kind of shadow i guess um and i don't mind the wave i actually like the wave on the white jersey compared to the black one which was like the actual retro i think the black one's like too much going on so i think they did really well from about nipple to waist and everything (laughs) else is terrible um i yeah so uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a a 3.4 uh tyler i hope you said 3.5 because i did i don't like this one Uh, i'm not a fan of it uh Uh,
1: yeah it it, i'm sorry alex what was the what was the rating you gave it uh, 3.4 3.4 yeah you yeah it's 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 rough um that uh, james is does this have any redeeming qualities for you dude this
0: is so atrocious <laughs> that i'm gonna remember it forever like <laughs> this is now burning my memory and this is all i'm gonna see when i think tampa bay lightning now because it's so ugly <laughs> but it's like one of those things that it's so good it might be you know might be okay Everything is horrendous. Like I can't it's so ugly that I can't stop looking at it. You know? <laughs> nothing is not there's so much going on that there's nothing going on. 6.9. 6.9. Wow, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um uh, I'm gonna give it a five for um
1: a for effort. <laughs> but I mean it definitely is a reverse retro. I mean, they literally flip the colors, like Alex said, he, he did mention that last podcast. It is a legit flip of the retro Jersey for, and it, it, it just spells nineties guys. I mean, this is just, so the nineties and we know what the, we know what the styles were back then. So really not surprised, but, um, Patty Maroon, love that. Love that. All right. Let's go final team in the Atlantic, the Toronto Maple Leafs and wow. I mean, okay, I guess, um, Tyler, I'm sorry. Let's start with you, uh, Alex. Alex, um, what are your thoughts on the Toronto Maple Leafs reverse retro? Uh, it does it look Toronto Maple Leafs have the same fucking shit every single fucking year. This just goes back to the 1966, 1970 um, vibe where they had kind of a little different, like jagged, um, like I guess a little softer of a Maple Leaf instead of it being so, you know, cut and angle-y. Um So what do you think of these ones?
3: Yeah. It feels like uh, if the Toronto, um designers and the tampa designers had just kind of merged and done 50 percent of each like tampa did too much toronto didn't do enough they had just done a little bit of both we could have kind of saw something honest to god you pulled this up and i was like wait is this just the normal toronto jersey (laughs) i don't remember what it looks like uh yeah the leaf's a little more jaggedy they're kind of they kind of run into the same problem as the habs like they've been around forever their jersey is pretty iconic for what it is um I don't know. I guess like if you're one of those teams, um, I I kind of wish you would just go off the rails, sort of like the Panthers did, and just like put the um fuck. What's the big tower in Toronto called?
1: Uh the uh crap. Drake's Tower. There you
3: go. What? That was a joke. That was a joke. Oh, <laughs> whatever
0: <laughs> make
3: it make it wanna, like make it more funny. like about the city then. Like, okay, so Oh my God! What is it called? Uh, what? I don't. Doesn't make- matter. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like maybe just change it up. The CN like, Tower. Thank you. The CN Tower. Just do something different. So I'm just gonna. I'm also just gonna give this a five. It feel that feels like an incomplete in in my brain. Uh, I just wish we kind of saw something different. But I don't mind it. Like it still looks good. I just wish it was like I knew it was the reverse retro and not just their normal jersey. Yeah.
1: No, I hear you um interesting anyways uh James what do you got on the Toronto Maple Leafs
0: they should have added something with maple syrup on there oh. made it smell like maple syrup <laughs> or something I don't know but I, yeah it honestly I couldn't tell the difference between that and the normal jerseys because I don't watch a lot of Maple Leafs so five five wow uh okay uh
1: Tyler do you have any positive things to say <laughs> not really I mean I kind of
2: agree with what they're saying it just it looks so similar to the original jersey that it kind of defeats the purpose of the whole theme. Um, but because they actually did kind of put an older logo on the new one, I'll give them some credit for the fact they did try just from from a from a first look perspective. It really doesn't really pop, doesn't really, you know, in, 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 in inspire the idea of a, of a of a reverse retro. But because they did use an old
1: logo and somewhat of an old design, I'll give them a little bit of credit, 5-2. 5-2, all um i will say if you guys look up i was gonna try and pull it up but they did an arena series with the red wings both of those sets of jerseys were absolutely amazing i wish they would have done a little bit of a rendition on that those are just those were beautiful jerseys um but for me
3: hated the red wings one mm -hmm. like we hated on the detroit one
1: right i'm saying the i'm saying the winner the like it was like some stadium series like four maybe eight years ago um I, you know, and we did just hate the Red Wings, too. I mean, it, it seems like the uh, the, uh, the the top six. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, the 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 original six seem to just be not giving us the greatest jerseys, So so that's fantastic. Um, if with that, I'm going to give him a five. Um, let me see here. So that's the end of the Atlantic right now. Central has more of more. We like the central a little bit more. Um, we gave it uh, you know five looks like five points have a higher score um James did not like the the Atlantic um I did Tyler hated the Atlantic um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um Alex you did not slugs. like the Atla- none of us like the Atlantic apparently the Atlantic is just shitty so um <laughs> I do
0: better do better do better I agree that wraps up this segment so we're gonna take a quick break but before that one more question. And now trading left but one more question do you guys actually like turkey or do you just eat it because it's there find out the answer in a second welcome back everybody hope you had some time to let that question just sit and marinate like a turkey do you marinate turkey? No, you you brine a turkey. in yeah, you dry. Yeah, see, I am not a chef. I just eat. It. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> question was: Do you guys actually like turkey, or do you eat it just because it's there? Trading. It. I fucking love turkey, dude.
1: <laughs> if I could have turkey dinner like once a month, I would be happy. I mean, I just I, there's so many things you can like. It's the best for leftovers. It's good with. It's good. I love it with the cranberry sauce with with the whole thing. The turkey is the
0: best. Tyler.
2: I think Thanksgiving turkey—it's it, a little I bit either. dry for my taste, but I think you know I love turkey. Like 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 cold cut turkey on sandwiches is like is like my go-to. But when we're talking, when we're talking turkey. about like thank we're talking about Thanksgiving, I kind of do eat it because because it's there. I think when it comes to like dinner meats, like I'm more of a ham
3: kind of guy. Like a, like a honey roasted ham, that's where it's at. Okay, and I love Alex. turkey, Tyler. You are a ham. Uh, <laughs> I ah! ate a whole turkey like this last weekend, bro. At a boy. Also, then you put gravy on it, and everything's great. So it doesn't
0: oh. matter, Jose. That's for you, man. Gravy is best on. Oh, Jose loves especially day. on cheese pizza from Nashville. All right, back to schedule programming. Wait, wait, what about you, James? Oh, I, I love all food. So turkey? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a stupid question. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, going back to schedule pro- programming. Tyler is wearing a USA sweater right now, and he's talking World Cup for the first time in his, in his life. Tyler, tell you.
2: Yeah, honey, this is a USA baseball uh, hoodie, but uh, I don't have any USA soccer stuff because, you know, it's soccer and whatever. But it's still USA. Go, go team USA. The FIFA World Cup started this week. Guys, hopefully you've been watching it. it I, guys, like, we we talk a lot of shit about soccer. Like, I still would not consider myself to be a huge soccer fan, but, man, I love the World Cup. I'm already, I'm so into it. I love it. There's just the, the intensity, the, the emotions are crazy. Um, Team USA uh, uh, played their first game. They, they took, they had a one, one draw against Wales. Uh, their first half looked really good. I was like, okay, this team's actually got, got some spunk to it. They felt seemed to control most of the ball. That entire first half, second half was a little bit, uh, a little more even. I think Wales kind of pushed there and in, in, um there more and more in the second half, but yeah, um, James did you did you catch that that first game by any chance
0: oh absolutely I watched the entire thing
2: cool so like kind of what your your thoughts on on team USA's first World Cup game in like over eight years and like did it did it did it help spark your confidence with team USA or did you kind of we were like ah maybe we're not as good as we were hoping
0: well it that's a tough question because team USA plan played, played the game they wanted to which is ball control but they had a lot of tough times in the beginning of the second half of getting it through the midfield. You need to do that because you're playing through the back and shuffling around. And they controlled the ball throughout the entire thing. But then when Wales started to apply pressure, because they sat back the majority of the first, Gareth Bale had a field day. It was like a pressure. It was pretty much a forward check that they had on, and they were just going at it every single time until the U.S. just mentally collapsed and had a penalty because Walker Zimmerman didn't have to fall in the box. That was dumb. You could have just played defense, and you would have been fine. That was, you, The U.S. gave that away, man. Like, they were clearly dominating that game for 75 out of the 90-plus minutes that were played, but they just mentally, mentally couldn't keep up. Uh, Christian Pulisic is the only one that's really kind of managing this team through and through. You play him the ball every single time. You should get some good results, but I don't know how long I can carry this team for.
2: Yeah, definitely inconsistent. I think that's one of the crazy things about soccer when you really watch it. It's like you can play such a great game for 88 minutes and then you fuck it up and that completely just ruins your entire tournament. Um and just, just just one bad play can can really make or break you. I think that's just that that's kind of the beauty of of, of the game and why so many people love it. Um, but Al was kind of looking forward to USA's next match Friday, Black Friday against our old-time rival, England. Um, how obviously England's the favorite to, to to win this group. They're one of the favorites uh, to, to to go pretty far in this tournament. Um, so USA will be the underdog, just like they were in the Revolutionary War. Uh, do you feel like <laughs> that they can pull that that the history can re, re, repeat itself and they can pull off an upset here on Friday?
3: I <laughs> love. You were waiting on that for a great. long time, bro. Scoreboard, oh, scoreboard England oh, scoreboard. I came up with that on the spot. Uh, <laughs> I I. Look, uh the US I believe is the third youngest team in this tournament overall or something like that or they're in the bottom third or whatever. They're they're really young. Um I when I was watching the match on uh on Monday there's one guy who's on the USA team that was on the team 8 years ago. I mean granted that's a long time especially for for soccer players, you know, not unless you're elite elite you're not playing in in more than two or three maybe. Um, a you know they got they got kind of beat up by Wales. I mean, it's the obviously they're in Qatar. It's hot, even though it's November. There's a lot of cramping going on, and we I just got an update on my phone like 20 minutes ago that England's uh captain Harry Kane is going to have to go in for some sort of ankle issue. So if if he's out, that's you know a big plus for the US. Um, I think they have a I think they have a shot. They're young. I think they will be a little bit embarrassed about the ending of that Wales match. I mean, look, Gareth Bale has more experience than the entire U S team put together pretty much. Um, but I I think they, I think they've got a shot. Um, they, you know, I think England is definitely the, the aggressor, but if, if they can come out with a draw and then they get um, uh, Iran in the, in the third match of this group, I think they've got a really good shot. Yeah, I like it. I think I think it's it's going to
2: be an intriguing matchup. Definitely going to be excited to be watching that one uh, trade in kind of where you see Team USA in this group. Obviously, you know, with 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 the points and goal differentials, kind of looking at how this group is going. Uh, you know, maybe we get at least, you know, a draw, maybe even a win against England on Friday. Then we will play. I ran for that third game, which should be a win. Um, how do you like USA's chances to advance to the, to the knockout stages at this current moment? Uh,
1: It's the top two that go right. So I would say that, I would say that our, 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 it all hangs in Friday. I mean, that that's the key, right? I mean, we have, we have no room for error. And um, to, to see what England did to Iran was, I mean, that's, that, that tells a lot. I mean, I'm not saying that Iran is incredible, but nonetheless, they, they did put up six goals, like six goals in soccer is insane um, in, in a game like that, especially at the, at the, at the world stage like that. So uh, I'm a bit concerned uh, and I always have been concerned. I mean, I, I think that we needed that win against Wales to just give us a little bit more cushion. Um, I don't know what to expect, um, you know, between Wales and England. I think that that we might, we'll be scoreboard watching there, but um the friday game is 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 of most importance and um the way that you know england is able to you know england has shown that you know they they are a favorite in this in this in this tournament um at least at least to go to go places um you know they from what i read they kind of are the 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 leafs of the of the fifa like they they're always favored to to go far but they always choke somehow but i don't know that they they're not going to choke this early not against a team that is young um you know, as the United States, I'm going to be cheering for him, obviously. I mean, I, 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 I love to see the United States, um, you know, take another dub from it from England. That's always a, that's always I just I relish in that. But I don't know that it's going to happen. Um, because, quite frankly, th- th- it's do or die. I mean, Friday is pretty much a do or die time.
2: For sure. Um, it's going to be great. Hopefully we all have a little bit of a Thanksgiving hangover. Um, and we get to watch some uh good old-fashioned England versus USA. So hopefully you guys turn tune into that uh this week should be fun. Uh go team USA. We'll see how they can do. Uh hopefully next week we'll be we'll be pretty happy about it. Um, so that's all we're gonna talk about in terms of like actual soccer. So we love doing jersey rankings on this podcast. So we're and because it's FIFA, we're gonna do FIFA World Cup jersey rankings. So we're gonna do groups A and B. Um, so because teams have two jerseys they have a home and away what i'm going to do is i'm going to you're going to i want each person where you're going to rank both of them separately i'm going to add the two scores and so that's going to be the total score for that country's jersey does that make sense so obviously the highest total you can get is 20 i'm going to add both of your scores out of 10 and then we'll average everyone's scores and we'll kind of go from there and we're gonna you know that that just like in in for the actual uh play the top two teams will advance to the, to the knockout stages for our jersey ranking so um let's make it happen so like i said we're gonna go um group a first and you guys can see my screen right beautiful we're gonna start with the yep. home country of qatar i pronounced that right this Cutter. time so let's go uh and here they are uh ladies and gentlemen uh so um yeah obviously the home in the way the, the home with, with, the, with the all reds all whites with the away um so like i said real quickly just go one uh you know give give me a ranking for the home give me a, a ranking for the away uh traden what do you got for these
1: um, i actually like them um i i do like the 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 color one um, i'm gonna give the color one a, a seven three and the white one a six five all right seven three and a six five for a total of
2: 13.8 for trading for guitar james what do you got
3: Red,
0: I'm gonna go seven, eight. I think it's really I think it's good. And I love the all whites, man. The all whites is so clean. Nine. Wow. All right. So
2: a total of sixteen point eight for James on guitar. Alex, what do you
3: got? Are you doing this math in your head? No, I got a calculator. Don't worry about it. I can oh, hear him. It okay. makes in. a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> that lovely, so
0: <laughs>
3: I definitely should have lied,
2: but you know, it's all good. Yeah, wow. you should. Yeah. Um, um, last one, I'm gonna
3: give know. I'll give the red uh I'll give the red a six and the white a seven. If you can't do that math, then I don't know what to tell you.
2: That's a 13. <laughs> all
3: right, so, it anyway. <laughs>
2: all right, a 13. Uh I like the reds a lot. Uh I'm gonna give the reds a 7.8 and the whites uh i'll do a, a 6.8 i think they're just they're both good i like them a lot um so that gives me a total of 14.6 which is going to give a qatar, a little bit. qatar an average of 14 of oh, 14 and a half um pretty decent score there so let's move on to our next member of the group a round which is ecuador so here uh Ecuador kind of cheated a little bit. They have a third jersey. We're not going to count the third one because that's bullshit. They can't cheat, so they're not going to get a higher score. So we're going to do the home and the and the away, which is these two right here, so the yellow and the blue. Um, so don't worry about the white one. We're not counting that one. Um, so just kind of ignore that as, as we're scrolling through. But for Ecuador, Alex, what do
3: you got on these bad boys? I kind of like the yellow ones, uh, so I'll give those a 7.5. I don't really like the blue ones. I don't really know what, what the like design is under there, so I'll give those a uh, 5.3.
2: All right, that brings your total for Ecuador for 12.8. Some pretty harsh scoring from Alex so far. I like it. Uh, James, what do you got?
0: I do not like the yellow. It reminds me of mustard. Three. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I like the blue. I like the texture on it. The texture is really cool. I don't know what's going on under there, but it's sick seven eight again
2: (laughs) all right seven eight that brings james total for ecuador for it to a 10.8 uh traden what's your opinion on these guys
1: yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the blues with the seven nine and the yellows a six (laughs) all right 13 (laughs)
2: 13. 13.9 none of us really like yellow which um, i'm gonna have to agree um i think the yellows a little bit more of their classic jersey so um, I'm going to give it a seven, a seven or sorry, a six, three for the yellow. And I love the blue ones. I think the blue ones are really, really cool. I'm going to give those an eight, eight. Um, so those are going to give me a 15.1 for Ecuador. And that gives Ecuador 13, basically a 13 flat. Um, so it's just slightly behind Qatar so far. And we um, found out
0: the hard way that James doesn't like mustard. I not love mustard. Literally. It's not on the Jersey. <laughs> All right. One time, uh, Tyler spilled a hot dog on me that had mustard, and it stained. One yeah, I could never I get that mustard. Scared, off. So that, so, so Ecuador takes the brunt of that one, then. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these what are you know, Tyler, um, yeah. stuff,
1: Sorry, guys.
2: Uh, moving on to Senegal. Uh, these are the white ones. Uh, so these are their away, or so those are their home ones because well, soccer is weird and it's just different. Um, uh, anyway. Uh, and these are the the away jerseys, which are the green ones um so home and away green and white um both kind of a lot going on with both of those but um let's see what you guys got trading what do you got on these ones uh,
1: i don't mind the white one that one's like a like a six five it's, i don't know why i don't like the green one it just it just seems kind of odd um i'm gonna give it like a five <laughs> all right so 11 and a
0: half for traden. james what do you got i like the green ones more than i like the white ones so the green ones, I'm going to give a six. And the white ones, can you go back to it real fast? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give that a four. Ooh. All right. So
2: a 10. A 10 for James on
3: Senegal. Alex, what are your thoughts? I like, I like these ones. I think they're kind of cool. I'll give the white ones a 6.7. And I'll give the green ones. I like the green ones. I think they're sick. I'll give the green ones a 7.8.
2: All right, a total of 14 and a half for Alex. Um I the white ones are kind of just a little bit too simple, not a lot going on. Um they're they're okay. Um so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give them just just a five flat. Um I also like the home ones a lot. Um I think those are pretty cool. They're popping. I think it's a great soccer jersey. Um so I'm gonna give that a seven and a half. Um so that's gonna give my total to 12 and a half, um, which is gonna give. Oops, hold on. Uh, Senegal's total to 12.1. So Qatar is still in the lead as we go down to our final uh, country here, which is the Netherlands, the favorites to win this group and one of the favorites to win the whole thing. Uh, So here you go, Netherlands, in their kind of classic Dutch orange look along with the kind of dark blue and a little bit of an orange trim um, for their away jersey. So uh, Alex, what do you got
3: on the Netherlands? I think these are easily the best one in this group. I don't think it's really a competition. I'm going to give the orange because it is Dutch orange. Like that is their color. And I think that's dope. I'm going to give that one an 8.0. And I think those blue ones are tight. I'm going to give that an 8.5. All
2: right. That's a 16 and a half for Alex. Easily his highest of the group. Um, James, what do you got in these?
0: Both very, very solid jerseys. Very clean. Very simple. Very simple. Both are
2: eights. All right. Eight and an eight. That gives James a total to a sixteen. And um, what
1: when do you got on these? Give me a 17, 8.5 on both. God, that warrant one is so good.
3: <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> I also agree that the, the, the Dutch classic jerseys are so good. I'm gonna give it uh an eight and a half for the oranges and an eight point eight for the uh, blues, I think they're both very, very good. So that gives my I mean a 17. I think that is means that says a lot, Tyler. You're not an orange guy. You hate I'm, orange. I'm pretty, not, pretty but but it does say a lot because I think I think if anyone can pull off orange, it's the Dutch. It's their thing. Um, I think Dutch sh- or Orange should be exclusively a Dutch color. Um, so <laughs> there <laughs> you have I'm it. Uh the winners of group A uh for for the uh the jersey rankings are the Netherlands by quite a bit, 16.7. Um, but in second place is the home nation, the host nation of Qatar, so they will move on to the next round as well. So let's move on to Group B. We're going to start off with um, our rivals this weekend in England. Um, sorry, give me one second to pull these up. All right, England, uh, Alex. I guess we'll start off with you. Here are England's, uh, as 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 football people would say, at kits um for the for the world cup for this year what do you got what do you got in these
3: uh, uh i like these ones as much um i don't like the away ones having collars i think collars on jerseys are stupid so i'm gonna give the uh white ones a 6.2 and the red collared ones like a 3.4 wow Rough i don't know score. they've got like they're called the england has way sicker jerseys than that i'm pretty disappointed.
2: Yeah, that's the lowest score of any anyone so far. Um,
0: James, what what do you got on these? I like the blue one. I like the kind of fading blue, or I like the white one. I like the fading blue on the top, the collarbone there. It's kind of cool. I'm gonna give that a seven two. Red ones are poop. Two. Wow. No one likes the red
2: so
1: far. Uh, even lower score. Nine point two for James. Trading. What do you got? No, that red one's sick, dude. That's a, that's a good solid seven two. The white one for me is uh, it's pretty cool too. I'll give it a seven five. All right, Traden loves the British
2: kits. Uh, fourteen point <laughs> seven, uh, for um England for Traden. Um, I also really like the blue ones. I think those ones are tight. Um, I'm gonna give those a seven eight. Um, the red ones, I think without the collar, I would give them a little bit have a higher score. But I agree with you guys. I think, I think the collar is really dumb. So that kind of brings it down a little bit for me. So I'm gonna give the, those a five and a half. Um, so that's a thirteen point three for me. Uh, which gives their total average score of 11.7. So moving on to Iran, we got the home and a ways here for you. Just kind of an all white, pretty simple, clean look for both, uh, both ones, red and white um, there. So uh, traden, what do you got for Iran?
1: Uh, I'll I'll take a seven on both. I think they're solid, nothing flashy, but
0: they're clean. And I like that. All right, uh, James. I think I like the white more than I like the red. Um, why are there colors under their armpits? You can barely ever see that, but I can see more texture on the white one. So I uh, I think I'm gonna give the white one a seven and I'm gonna give the red one a five.
2: All right. So a total of 12 for James. Alex, what do you got?
3: Yeah, I think these ones are just kind of boring. I don't understand the texture on the arms. Um I think I'm just gonna. They're like just flip flopped with each other. They're the same jerseys, just with different colors. I'm just giving both a five.
2: All right, so a ten, a ten for Alex. Um, I agree with you guys. I think they're just they're kind of lackluster and not really doing a whole lot. I do think I like the white one slightly better. Um, so I'm gonna do a five five for the for the white and just a solid four for the for the red. Or so that will be a nine and a half for me um and that gives iran's toll to 11.3 so both pretty low scores uh here in group b so far uh, but let's go to our uh red white and blue team usa let's see what we got on these ones we saw the white ones in action already versus wales as you can see the they also got those blue ones as well um i don't know i think i like these these, these are pretty pretty cool but uh, alex what do you got on team usa
3: I like the white ones. Um, I think they're clean. I think they kind of show off like what we're looking for. Um, so I'm going to give those an eight. Uh, I don't like the blue ones as much. Um, but I do think it's kind of a cool texture, I guess. So I'll give those a 6.7.
2: All right. It's a total of 14.7 for Alex for team USA. James, what do you got?
0: I really like the white one and I'm finding out that I'm really liking white today. Um, But well, I want to say it's very clean. I like the colors on it. I'm going to give that a nine too. the blue one. I don't know why it gives me the tie dye feel, but it's like been there forever. So I'm going to give that a six. All right. That's a total
1: of 15.2 for James trading team USA. What do you got, dude? If you're going to do, if you're going to make it look like a color, make it a collar. like fuck the white one five. Um, And for the blue one, like a four, like they're bad. Like I hope they play better than we look. Wow.
2: Not a fan. Um, I like the white ones a lot better as well. Um, I'm going to give those a uh, an 8.2. Um, the blue ones, I kind of like these ones a little bit more than you guys like them. I understand kind of the weird tie-dye texture to it, but I think on the field, those blue ones pop pretty well. Um, so I'm going to give those a solid 7.5. Um, so that gives me to a 15.7, um, which gives Team USA's total to a 13.6. <laughs> which automatically puts them into the next round. But let's see how Wales do, does and see if they can uh, take over Team USA for the winner of Group B. Um, so here we go with Wales. So uh, similar to Iran where they got one red and one white. Uh, a little more going on with them, though. Um, but let's see what, what you guys think. Uh, trading,
1: what do you got on Wales? Those are clean. Those are clean. Um, I'm gonna give those. Uh, I'm gonna. I like the red one. I'm gonna give it a seven two. Why? Eh, I'll go with a seven. All right, so fourteen point two for Wales
2: for
0: trade in. Uh, James, what do you got? They're the same jerseys, flipped right, just
2: color wise. Uh, pretty much, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I'm pretty much gonna write them both as six. Uh, they are clean, but there's also they're they're too simple. There's like nothing else going on except for the logos. So six. All right.
2: And um, Alex?
0: Uh,
3: I like these ones. I think the Welsh line is just super sick. They're on their uh, logo or whatever you want to call it. So uh, I guess because they tied with the U.S., uh, just give it a 14.7. You don't have to do any math.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Um, Let's see. I I like the red ones a lot. Um, I'm going to give those a a 7.8. Um, I think the white ones look pretty clean too, but just overall, just kind of lacking a little bit for me. So I'm going to give those a 5.2, which is a total of 13. Oh, and it looks like USA just squeaked out the victory. Um, we might be a little biased on that one who knows, but, um, (laughs) either way, team USA wins group B, uh, with a total score of 13.6 and Wales in second with a total score of 13.4. So to recap, uh, moving on to the to the next round for us in group A are the Netherlands and Qatar and from group B, USA and Wales. The you Netherlands. The Netherlands wrong. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I did. Holy shit. Netherlands. <laughs> Otherlands. There you go. Sorry. Sorry, Dutch boys. Um, anyway, um, Netherlands overall, the best score was 16.7. So we love the Dutch jerseys. Um, But that's all we got. So obviously keep tuned every week. We'll be doing two more groups um, until we have our, our champion and who, how crazy would it be if it ended up being the actual champion of the world cup too. So if you can, if you can win at soccer and also win at style, I mean, you're just winning at life. So uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying uh, the the FIFA world cup tune in on Friday Root for team USA. Um, If you're listening from another country um, I'm sorry,
0: but go team USA. (laughs) Clearly. Tyler's FIFA knowledge is at an all-time high right now. That's about. He spelled Netherlands correctly. Also, we have no bias. That was a flat-out lie. Don't <laughs> lie to your parents, kids. Anyway, that wraps up episode 125 of TLDR Podcast. Hope you have a great American Thanksgiving. Also, hope you have a great rest of your week. Don't fight people for stuff on Black Friday because it's not nice. Uh, but yeah, have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next week.